You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? I am fantastic, man. How you doing? Man, finer than frog's hair. Really? Finer than frog's hair. You know, I said that to my mom the other day. She was like, how you doing? That was a good, that was a good sound bite. Is that good? Yeah. Good little clip. And I said, finer than frog's hair. And she said... I ran into an old man the other day that said, fire the frog hair split three times. And I, said, I go, what'd you say? She goes, that's mighty fine. I was like, that's such a weird interaction. That's mighty fine. That's mighty fine. Yep, I was just uh, cracking me a nice um, small batch uh, ethically sourced um, Nate's throwing phone his phone at me. Just kick it back over here. Just kick your phone across the floor. I was gonna be doing a nice thing and pick it up for you, but you insisted I kick it. But yeah, I'm drinking a uh, small batch, ethically sourced, cold as the Rockies Coors Light. <clears throat> cold as the Rockies Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what that means? It means it's cold. It's time to go. Yeah. It's the only way you can drink this stuff, because if you drink it warm, ugh. Ugh. That's not what that old weird guy from California said, my old roommate. Ugh. Room temp Coors Light from the kitchen floor. I mean, the can was sitting on the kitchen floor. He didn't pour it out and then drink it from the floor. No. I mean, that's Might as well have. (laughs) Might as well have, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the only way to drink Coors is like so cold that you don't taste it. But not that there's much to taste anyways when you drink Coors, but... Anyway, um, lots to talk about this week. Oh, yeah. We've got our final DNS blend. Mm-hmm. We've gone through a whole host of them. We've done Prince's Blend, uh, Red Lion, First Amendment, Ends of Court, Devil's Own, Levant Mixture, Blair Gallery, Trafalgar, and this week we have Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that here in a few, but thanks so much to Mike Lading for giving us this... Uh, plethora of samples yeah it's been a it's been a heck of a trip it's been a lot of fun super generous samples too oh yeah for sure um but it's been enjoyable they've been great blends so far Mm -hmm. so hopefully Loch Ness doesn't let us down uh you'll have to wait and find out and let it listen to the whole episode so you can get that details later but then we also got an incredible blend of the week coming for you been a while since we had one of those. It's been a little bit since we had one of those. Been a hot minute. We've got a listener-recommended whiskey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to get to that one. And we're going to cover our challenge this week, which we got a pretty good response for. So we picked a handful that were, uh, well, we pick, pick, got a handful of responses that we're going to read on air and discuss this. And then uh, we've also got to talk about our hotel. From Mule Town. From Mule Town. So... I guess we can start there. We'll just backtrack. We'll work our way through. What do you what do you say? I'm for it. Yeah. So let's get this Mule Town pipe um, train going. This Mule Town pipe train. Uh we did book our hotel. Uh it is in Columbia, Tennessee. So that's all I'm telling you. No. <laughs> no, as I'm I'm pulling up the details here. Uh, because I'm not prepared for this. Uh let's see here. Pulling this up on my email. 
Priceline itinerary for Columbia, Tennessee. We got the Baymont by Wyndham. The Baymont by Wyndham. 715 James M. Campbell Boulevard, South Columbia, Tennessee, 38401. Nate and I are sharing a queen size bed. <laughs> no, that's not the case at all because Nate and I both have CPAPs and it means we both snore. <laughs> So we're lucky to be sharing a room, let alone mm-hmm. we wouldn't be sharing a bed. Only because the CPAPs, of course. <laughs> but uh, so if you want to join us in our room, not in our room. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we did say we were going to let the uh, the pals know where we were staying at. Yeah, yeah. So we've let a few of you know that have asked in person, uh, not in person, have asked through form just different types of correspondence email text message socials socials you name it mm-hmm. so i don't know we'll see it's that one is located like on the south end of downtown yeah it's, it's like the southwest side of downtown i think yeah so it's a little further away than the there's like a, a group of hotels near the, the interstate yeah um so we are not near the interstate where no. i know some people one of our listeners was saying that he's taking his family with him Yep. And they want an indoor pool, so they're going to have to go somewhere else. Yep. Which... Yeah, that's fine. I don't yeah. blame them. No, me neither. Uh, we went for decent hotel. Yeah. But as cheap as possible. Yeah, that's right. And so that's what like... we told people we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we are on a budget, guys. This we this this uh, podcast doesn't make any money. It loses money. So... Mostly your money. <laughs> mostly, mostly my money. <laughs> Almost exclusively your money. <laughs> Pretty much a charity case at this point. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but no, we, we love doing this, but uh, neither of us are exactly rolling in dough. I um, tend to spend all my money on frivolous things like tobacco and whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And beer. Yeah. You know, things that'll last a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> in your mind. In your mind, yeah. yes. I'll never memories. forget that one glass I had. Um, to delay a game, where's the flag? There's the flag. Jimmy Christmas. If you can't tell, we're watching football. We are watching the San Francisco 49ers and America's team, which I do not like that name. Yeah, because it's... Oh, that looks like that hurt his ankle. Yeah, he's out for the game, I think. Oh, man. He left the towel on his head. Oh, he's got the towel. The dreaded towel over the head. Yeah, they're suspecting it's the same injury that Mahomes sustained a high ankle sprain. Well, he came back into the game. Well, yeah. Because he's a boss. I think he was faking it. You think he was faking You just don't like Patrick Mahomes, do you? <laughs> it's because Chris Collinsworth. I now, here's a guy. Chris Collinsworth. And the way he just fawns over Mahomes. It's getting fancy in here. Getting fancy, got the pinky out while I'm drinking my cores. No, Mahomes is a fantastic athlete. He's a really good player. But other people in the league also do the things that he does. But when it's he does awesome-ly. them, when he does them, everyone just loses their mind for some reason. It drives me insane. He has cool hair. He does have a fantastic head of hair. Yeah. I'm and a his jealous. commercials are funny as heck. His commercials, he has the best NFL, uh, best commercials of any NFL participant. I don't like previous or just current? I'd say current. They're better than Matthew Stafford's commercials, which are great. But I, 
you don't even try to tell me that you think Matthew Stafford's commercials are better. There's one pizza, Matthew pizza. Stafford. One Matthew Stafford commercial I think is better. The pizza, Pepsi, and pals? No. The one right after they won the Super Bowl that came out where he's going into a cell phone place. The AT&T commercial. Yeah. 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 That one was very spot on. Yeah. Kind of He cool. like had that sentimental moment where he was like, you know how you like have a phone and you always love that phone? And you had the same phone for 12 years and nothing will ever mean as much to you as that phone. <laughs> but now you want to move on to a new phone? <laughs> it's so freaking funny. <laughs> like the wink in the term, like the face of endearment that he has when he looks at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I know you probably got a little, little uh, misty eyed with that one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Got a little choked up. Yeah. Did you DM, did you DM his wife? <laughs> no. Let man. her know. It's weird. Who would do that? Who would DM a player's wife? It's in some instances I could see where <laughs> where it wouldn't be inappropriate if that player doesn't have social media and you just want to tell them how much you love them. Oh, it's not weird at all. <laughs> you know, I'm sure she read that DM and then was like, "Hey, Matthew, I just I wanted to let you know that I got this DM from this hairy guy in Indiana." And he wanted to let me know that ignore the haters. He loves you. <laughs> I think that's how it went down, don't you? That's how I imagine it went down. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, in all reality, you're probably on some sort of list that their bodyguards are probably they have some sort of like technology they can track when you're around. Like at every game, they probably have a picture of me like yeah, in their pocket. There's like <laughs> there's like a book of like ten people with mm-hmm. details. You're one of them. Yeah. Like, don't let this guy in. Yeah. That's, if I had to imagine how it went down, that's what's happened. But, again, what do I know? I don't know anything. I don't know anything about tobacco. I don't know anything about whiskey. I don't know anything about pipes, life, rearing children, football, football. I, I just know. know that I like all those things. Yeah, me too. Yes, our hotel. We're broke jokes. So we're staying at a decent but affordable hotel. It did get decent ratings, and it is the the most affordable at that uh, rating. Yeah, by I mean, far. Like what, a hundred and ten bucks a night, something like that. It was something like that. Yeah, it is what it is. And we're a lot closer to the the show. Yeah, and there's a Waffle House next door. Yeah, and a Starbucks and a Chick Fil A. What more could you ask for? Well, I don't like Chick-fil-A. What? Oh, my gosh. But uh, those other two things are sound awesome. God. Just sound awesome. Thanks for listening, guys, at the end of this episode. <laughs> it is by what far... What do you mean that you do not like Chick-fil-A? It is easily the most overrated place. It, okay, Wendy's... They have waffle fries. That's the worst part of the whole restaurant. What are you trying to prove here with your waffle fries? What? How do you dip a waffle fry? You got to fold it over in half and then you have like too much. Just give me fries. No, no, no. no. Oh, man. There, there's like the displacement of the different angles of the waffle fry, like the holes and the ridges catch the ketchup perfectly. No. And the like the Chick-fil-A sauce. And you're out of your mind. Wendy's easily has a much better spicy chicken sandwich than Chick-fil-A. Wendy's. A burger place easily has a much better spicy chicken sandwich than Chick-fil-A. Nobody has lemonade that compares to Chick-fil-A's lemonade. Well, I don't drink lemonade or like lemonade. 
But they do have. What? Oh my gosh! Really good sweet tea. I'm taking. I'll I, give you that. I am taking applications for a new co-host. Excellent sweet tea. <laughs> you don't like lemonade? Not a big fan of lemonade. I mean, what? I'll I'll do an Arnie Palmy sometimes, but. Oh my gosh! You guys roast him. You guys know how to get a hold of us. Pipes, pours, and pals at gmail.com. You can reach Indiana Nate at Indiana Nate. Can reach myself at Coffee Pot Codger. Any blast that you send about Nate, I will forward to him. <laughs> or we both get the messages at Pipes Pours and Pals. Tell him why you think the Chick Fil A is the best. How wonderful the waffle fries are. How great their very simple but delicious chicken sandwiches, and their wonderful lemonade. Their Coke is phenomenal. I don't think like, I've ever had anything but sweet tea there. Second, maybe to McDonald's Coke. I will say this. The Chick-fil-A sauce is one of the single best sauces ever made in the history of the world. That's good enough to like Chick-fil-A. Where else are you going to get Chick-fil-A sauce at? You, they sell it at Kroger in a bottle. Yeah, but where else are you going to get it at a fast food place? McDonald's ain't got nothing that compares to Chick-fil-A sauce. Wendy's ain't got nothing that compares to Chick-fil-A sauce. They're... Uh, what do they call that? Their roasted barbecue, I think is what it's called. Hmm. Honey roasted barbecue. Spot on. It's like Chick-fil-A sauce mixed with barbecue sauce. Oh, at Chick-fil-A? Zing. Never had that. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Just like Chick-fil-A is. Well, Chick-fil-A is not like terrible, but it's not. It's just overhyped. No, dude. Nobody has a more efficient operating for their... They are very efficient. Dude, their their drive-thru, nobody's got the game that Chick-fil-A has about operating a drive-thru. I agree. I mean, McDonald's is the most popular fast food chain in the world. You would think, as big as McDonald's is, they'd have that drive-thru thing down. But no, they made it worse by putting two lanes in the drive-thru and it still is garbage. Yeah, people don't get the lanes. <laughs> Super annoying. Like when somebody, like you order ahead of somebody, but they like make it so you can't cut in. Like they yep. just sit on the next person's bumper. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, you're going to be paying for my food right now. Like, <laughs> they don't, you're an idiot. Okay. This brings up a whole other topic that is my, one of my biggest pet peeves. You brought up last week that someone using the term irregardless, which isn't a word, is one of your pet peeves. One of my pet peeves is when everybody in the McDonald's line is stacked up before the split happens. But then someone comes in and goes around the line and then cuts into the split. Yeah. That makes me want to punch babies. Yeah. You ever had that happen to you? Yeah. I actually yelled at a guy one time. I got out of my car and yelled at him. <laughs> he was in a convertible and it was a summer day. And I go, hey, we're all in line here, guy. What do you think you're doing? And he was like, there's a line here. And I go, nope, that's not a separate line. That, that's a split. It splits at the top. You've never been in a line before? <laughs> I honked at a guy one time. And he must have felt bad because he paid for my food. And then I felt like this big. Really? Because I honked at the guy. This guy just apologized and didn't do anything. Oh. This, this guy, guy bought my food. This guy waved, like did the I'm sorry wave. Yeah. And then paid for my food and then told the girl at the window, he was like, tell the guy behind me that I'm sorry because I believe I cut him off <laughs> and I want to pay for his food. Oh. And so I felt like this big. Well, it Apparently, he's just an idiot who doesn't know how lines work. <laughs> but he's a sweet idiot, so that's nice. Sorry, just had to get that off my chest. It's one of my deepest held pet peeves. 
Yeah, and I brought it up, so. It, like, literally makes rage bubble out of my soul. Yeah. When somebody does that. I don't know if, if any of you, I might need to go see anger management classes because I don't know if anybody else has that reaction, but it drives me bonkers. But anyway. Anyway, we need to bring this full circle. Okay, where'd we start at? Our hotel. Oh, yes. A Waffle House. I love a Waffle, Waffle House. House. We're hoping at, to have some sort of um, powwow. Yeah, the old powwow. Yeah, we're hoping to have some sort of powwow at, uh, at Mule Town. Now, Mule Town, or I'm sorry, Briarworks if it's itself is kind of packed. It's going to be hard to have a powwow there at Briarworks facility. Yeah, unless they've changed something. They don't have a whole lot of seating. Yeah. So, I'm not sure how we're going to do this. If you have suggestions, write to us and let us know. Reach out to us however you normally reach out to us, whether it's through email, Instagram, text, whatever. Some of you have become so endeared to us, you have the means to text or call us mm-hmm. um may i make a suggestion yeah. that people can can yay or nay vote on yeah i think like saturday morning or maybe sunday probably saturday morning or sunday morning uh-huh we should have like an 8 a.m waffle house meetup everybody just get together and have I'm, breakfast i'm game for waffle house but we can't smoke or drink in there that's true I mean, you can come pre-drunk to Waffle House. That's normal. <laughs> At 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. <laughs> that's exact. That's normal, man. That's true. <laughs> this is a Waffle House in Nashville. They're used to drunk musicians just wandering off of the street. So is uh, is Waffle House still 24? I think so. That's kind of the only draw to Waffle House. So It's not I, great, dude. So I'm thinking maybe we just have, like, keep the party going Saturday night after the show ends. Mm. We'll just drink through the night. We'll just meet everyone there at, like, 7 in the morning. Anyway, talked about the hotel. We've ran off on rabbit trails. We've talked about staying up late and partying. We talked about how Nate is just a terrible human being and doesn't like Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now's a great time to segue into our topic that we challenged our listeners for. Okay. This uh, $50 challenge. All right. So if you're the, the premise was if you find yourself in the situation where you're not a pipe smoker, but you want to be a pipe smoker. And you say to your significant other, hey, yo, I want to be a pipe smoker. How much can I spend? And your significant other says, I don't like your pipe smoking. I think it's horrible. I think it might kill you, but I'll let you spend $50. Mm-hmm. That hit a little close to home. It was a little close to home, yeah. <laughs> It was a little... It sounded really familiar. A little too on the nose. <laughs> You, you, you're you the one that brought that into it, man. You were like, this sounds so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So 50 bucks, right? It's a challenge. That's I, I picked that number on purpose because that's a big challenge. Like, how, how do you get started into pipe smoking for 50 bucks? If I'd have said 100, easy. Like, it's easy. easy. Yeah, yeah, All day yeah. long, you can get started for 100 bucks. But if your spouse says you only got 50 bucks to spend, what do you, that's, that's more challenging. It is. And that's what everybody said. They were like, $50, that's nothing. And I was like, that's why it's a challenge. I want to know what your challenge is. So, Indiana Nate, get us started. First of all, what are you doing for a pipe? Well, first of all, I went about this two different ways. Okay. So I actually made two lists. Oh, okay. You couldn't decide, so you had to make two. Well, this is why, and I'll tell you why. Okay. When I first started pipe smoking, 
I did not like the idea of a corncob pipe because as pretentious as it is, one of the things I enjoyed about a pipe was the way it looked. I like a good-looking briar pipe. Now, having been a smoker, smoking pipe for a couple of years, I love corncob pipes. Yep. They're some of my favorite pipes in the world. They do have a stigma, though. And they just, especially when you're first starting out and you're getting the cheaper ones without, like, the good stems and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they just kind of look hillbilly. Yeah. Which is what well, I didn't like about it. That's I was talking about. You know, they yeah. kind of, the first thing you think of is, like, poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. Exactly. Sitting on his porch smoking a corncob pipe. Right. So, with that being said, me first starting out, I would not have gone with a corncob pipe. So, I probably would have gone with a Crown Nobility pipe from Pipes and Cigars, specifically the shape uh, 1002. It's like a bent um, like pot almost. Okay. That pipe itself is $34.99. Okay. And on Pipes and Cigars right now, if you purchase that pipe, which I don't know if you'll allow this or not, but you get a free pouch of Drexel 8, which is a decent vapor. Not, not, not a bad vapor. I yeah. actually have some of it up there on my shelf somewhere. I know. You let me have some, and it's really not bad. Like It's, not it's bad. a flake. It's a Virginia Perique flake. I'm eager to see how it ages because because I've become more of a Virginia and a vapor fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm eager to see how that one turns out after a couple of years of age on it. So that's how I started. Do you want me to just go ahead and finish this list? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Since you've already cheated twice now. How did I cheat twice? Two two lists. And you went with a bundle from Pipes and Cigars. Well, if I was if I was just starting out, I would look for the best possible That's fair. That's thing fair. I could find. I'm just saying, two loopholes already. Two loopholes. <laughs> this it's not two loopholes, it's two options. <laughs> All right. Okay. So if I get the Crown Nobility pipe, that's $34.99. Comes with the Drexel 8. So in my mind, I'm thinking, and this is true for myself when I was first starting out, I wanted to try as many tobaccos as possible. Mm-hmm. So both of my lists include Molto Dolce. Okay. A 10 from um, Sutliff Private Reserve or whatever it's called. So there's your $50. No. $34.99 and Sutliff Molto Dolce is $8.74. Okay. So with that, I could get a silver pipe tool, which is a check tool, mm-hmm. a Bic lighter, a package of BJ Long pipe cleaners, mm-hmm. and... One ounce of match 20. That's all under 50 bucks. That comes to $48. Not bad. It's a pretty good setup. So that way, only because you get your vapor for free. So you, Virginia, Virginia Preak came with the purchase of the pipe, which was $34.99. And then you get your, your tool, your lighter, your pipes, cleaner, your pipe cleaner. The tin of Molto Dolce, which is your, so you have your aromatic. You have your vapor, and then I threw in, um, I think Match 20 is an excellent beginner beginner English. It is one of our favorites. It's true. It's uh, got some sweetness to it, but it is an English blend, and it is truly incredible. Nice. I like it. Um, 
so mine was not like i said i didn't write all my details out mine was not near as thought out as this as yours was mm -hmm. i mean it was but i didn't have it as detailed i guess when you said it was all in your head i figured that was going to be yeah. the case so my thought process was look for a quality pipe but cheap as possible yeah right so at first i was thinking like dr gray so i the way i thought about this first I kind of had a few ideas that I bounced around and I had thought like maybe go Dr. Grabo from a, a, a tobacco shop, like a local, yeah. um, not even the brick and mortar store, like for a pipe shop, but going like a low Bob's discount tobacco store and buying like a $25, $30 Grabo. It was kind of my first direction I started to go with. But then I realized how expensive tobaccos are at those shops and how little of a selection they have. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to make this as cut and dry. Like I could have said, go buy a, a, a country gentleman from there and buy a tub of Carter Hall. Boom, you're at 50 bucks. Yeah. Because um, that's about what you'd be at. I think country gentlemen's run like 12, 15 bucks at most of those places. Yeah. Um, and then a tub of Carter Hall is going to run you 30, 35 bucks or Prince Albert, whatever. Could go that route. Um, but then I th I put a little more thought into it. Okay, if I wanted to start into pipe smoking, I want to have options, right? You want I want to be able to test several different types to figure out what I like. Yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to limit myself on the pipe side. So I decided for sure I was going to go with a cob, and I thought most of, especially as a, a younger person, I don't typically go to when I'm jumping into something. I go to the internet first, right? Right. So my thought was, I've got to order something online. I'm not going to go to a brick and mortar. It's not typically how our generation does. We don't jump into things by going to a store, typically. We yeah. jump into a hobby by researching on the internet, finding deals on the internet. There's pros and cons to both sides of that. I love brick and mortars now that I've gotten into the hobby. Um, but I still order online. Yeah. But I thought, what would I do as a beginner? And uh, I was like, I'm probably going to look online to try to figure out you know, do some research. What kind of blends are there? These kind of things. What kind of tobacco should I start with? What kind of, you know, if I'm going to forums and stuff, it's gonna, I'm gonna get lean towards a cob, right off the bat. Yeah. You go to forums, you say a beginner pipe smoker, they're gonna say Missouri Meerschaum. Yep. So I had looked on pipes and cigars, and I could get a Missouri Meerschaum Legend, I believe, is one. Um, you can get those for like five bucks. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one to start with. Uh, I actually have a legend up here. It's one of my favorite cobs. Smokes like a dream. Uh, it's a straight legend. Um, so I, I was either going to go with a legend or I was going to go with the hardwood. They have those Missouri Meerschaum hardwoods and they're about five, six bucks Yeah, on um, pipes and cigars as well. So that's why I was thinking base, like I've got a pipe. Now I have all this, you know, 40 to 45 dollars left to spend on accessories and or uh tobacco yeah obviously i'd have something to tamp with but one of the things that i've really enjoyed about the cob if, if you're researching cobs and stuff like that i've noticed a lot of the cobbing community pushes people towards cheap 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 options for starting my options were bullet casing or golf tee so I think you can scrape and tamp with an empty shell or a golf tee. 
Yeah, or a nail. Yeah, nail, whatever. Um, so I'm just thinking, like, how do I get into this as cheap as possible? Because my wife's going to yell at me if I spend too much money. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was thinking, you know, I think a lot of people either either have golf stuff laying around in their garage or know somebody that has golf stuff laying around in their garage. We can get a golf tee. Right. That's super easy. You can go to Walmart and buy a whole bag of golf tees for like $3. Um, so I'm thinking golf tee. Still, in, if I got 40, 50 bucks left to spend. Uh, at that point, uh, Pipes and Cigars, I was looking, and they have a lot of, uh, a lot of tins on sale right now that are right in that like $10, $11 range. Like you can get nine six five. When I looked at this like a week ago, I don't know if it's still on sale, mm-hmm. but like a week ago, you could get for like ten ninety seven. you could get a 10 of nine six five. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking as a beginner, you don't really know bulk blends well enough. You're going to get a lot of names thrown around to you. And most of the names that you get thrown around to you, popular blends are going to be in 10s. So if I'm looking for an English... Probably the most common English I've seen get recommended to people is either Plum Pudding or 965. 965 is kind of known as like the beginner English blend. Okay. From what I've from what I've read at least. So I'm gonna get me a 10 of 965. I'm gonna get me a 10 of um Cult Blood Red Moon. I'm gonna buy some uh Lane One Q. I hate Lane One Q. But I'm, this isn't me. Like, I don't, I, I have to think for this person that doesn't know pipe smoking, right? And the things that are going to get suggested to me are two of the most popular aromatics right now are Lane 1Q and um, Cold Blood Red Moon. Cold Blood Red Moon. Lane 1Q, you are going to get in bulk because I don't even know if you can buy Lane 1Q in a tin. I actually think you can. Can you? I think you I know can. when I first started smoking, when I first started smoking, everybody said, get Lane 1Q, get Lane 1Q. That's what I'd heard over and over and over again. Um, I went around online and I didn't see tens of lane one Q. I went to brick and mortars. I asked for lane one Q and the only way they had it was in bulk, at least the brick and mortars. Yeah. Um, and when I was searching lane one Q, it was always coming up as bulks. Um, so I think generally when you search for lane one Q online, you're going to see it in bulk as opposed to in a tin. Yeah, for sure. So I think in that, that's one I would have gotten bulk. Um, the other one I, so I'm seeing if I get that one in bulk, I'm probably gonna order two ounces of that. That's gonna put me about five bucks. So I got five bucks in the pipe. I got five bucks laying one cube at ten dollars. Plus I got, let's say, ten dollars for the nine six five. Set me at twenty bucks so far. Yeah, and then the Colt Blood Red Moon. Colt Blood Red Moon's gonna cost me ten. I'm at thirty bucks. Um, another one you see a lot of is, um, Autumn Evening. Yeah. Autumn evening. That's like if you Google autumn evening, you may find it in bulk. You may find it in the tin. I went worst case scenario I'm, because I don't know about bulk that well. I'm probably going to buy it at a tin. So I look at another 10 bucks for that. I'm at 40 bucks right there. Yeah. Um, And then I got to buy pipe cleaners. You're talking three to five. I just did five worst case scenario. So I'm sitting at 45 bucks and I figure shipping is probably going to get me close to 50. Yeah. If not a little above it, then I'm going to have to say, babe, I'm sorry. I forgot about shipping. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm at about 50 bucks. I got a few aromatics. I got one English. I got a pipe. I got a tamper. I got I got the basics that I need. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I don't know. I thought about a Virginia, but you don't hear a whole lot of... I think beginners go one or two ways. One of two ways. They either go aromatic or they go English. Like there's not a ton of beginners that jump into 
um, Virginia's from what I've... I mean, I think that's true, yeah. I would say either Burley's, Aromatics, or, or maybe English's. But you don't hear, like, uh, you don't hear of a lot of beginners jumping into Virginia's. I could be wrong. I think you're accurate. I think that's right. Um, so I'd considered a Virginia, but when I first started smoking, I didn't know what a Virginia was. Like, I knew it was a type of tobacco, but I didn't know that Virginia's and vapors. I didn't know what a vapor was. One of the first tins I ever bought was Elizabethan. Was it? Yeah. Because you liked the artwork? No. No? I was just trying to get... Everyone talked about how the main types were English, Aromatic, and Virginia. Okay. So I bought um, Multidolce, and then I got Elizabethan, and I got Colt Blood Red Moon, and I got... It was Nightcap. Okay. Or when I was first starting out. Not bad. But uh, I did not like Elizabethan at all. And now you're a vapor guy. Yeah. Well, I used to smoke cigarettes a lot back in the day. And when I first smoked Elizabethan, I was like, this just tastes like cigarettes. Like, it's not good. <laughs> but after time, you learn to appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't like I English blends. Smoking it way too hot. Actually, the very first English blend I got was... Um, Quiet Nights. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've loved it ever since. Stuck with me. Yeah? Yep. Anyway, um, so listener feedback. Uh, let's see here. Got to start here. Russ said, for my $50 kit, I'd do this Medico, and he sent us a picture of a Medico, uh, for $35. A check tool for three. A metal clipper lighter, which I guess is a refillable lighter, for $5, and an ounce of Lane BCA for around $4. So Russ is going to spend almost all of it on things to smoke, smoke with, with yeah, and only get one ounce of something to smoke. Well, I think I might have got more tobacco, but it's, it's, your 50, it's your 50 bucks to spend. So so the Medico, I love the looks, and it uh, and it gives the option to use filters. Which, which is a valid it's a, a valid point I didn't think about. Some people really like filters. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Which I like with some heavy aromatics. You need a check tool, in my opinion. Like uh, I like the clipper. Reliable, cheap, and refillable. That's the lighter. Um, I forgot pipe cleaners. Still room in the budget, though, for those. I think the BCA is great for a beginner. Very mild with nothing overpowering about it. I smoke tons of it still. Uh, it's like your favorite flavored water. <laughs> Doesn't blow you away, but is always enjoyable when you just want something in general. So it's a thoughtful response. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Riley reached out to us and he said, good Thursday morning, fellas. $50 isn't a lot, isn't a whole lot of money but it's probably close to what I spent on my first kit. One of my local brick and mortars has a literal basket of pipes and they're all $25. My first pipe ever came out of that basket and I still own it, which I didn't think about that basket briars and estate pipes were two directions. I didn't really think about. I wouldn't steer somebody towards an estate pipe to begin with. No, I wouldn't either, but I but a basket briar. And I thought about basket briars, but I wasn't sure where you can get basket briars anymore. I got my first basket. My first briar pipe was a basket pipe from Pipe Puffers in Greenwood. 
mine was my first pipe I ever had was a basket pipe, but it was from a, a shop in Albany. But I mean, yeah, if you're living in Anderson or Muncie, are you going to drive an hour to to buy a basket pipe? It's fair. Um, he said he still owns that, even if there is a crack in it. That being said, I would recommend someone buy a corn cob pipe, such as a Country Gentleman or the Emerald. The tobacco I was directed into uh, choosing from my tobacconist was Westminster by Gregory Lemoyne Peace. <laughs> <laughs> the price of a two-ounce tin is $15 without taxes. The check tool is usually under $5, and even an expensive emerald cob is $29. That would be my recommendation, or just a recreation of my first $50 purchase for pipe smoking. Um... That all being said, I recently popped open some tins of some sellers or some seller tobaccos I own, one being Folklore and the other being Palmetto Balkan. Uh, Let EC announced they're releasing Folklore again, which I saw that this week. Mm-hmm. Wish they'd release it in smaller batches, though. I'm not spending a hundred bucks on a one pound. Yeah. I can't bring myself to do it. That's what's ghost, especially on like secondary market, it's going for a hundred dollars minimum. Anyway. Um, Folklore again, although harsh when it first opened, I found cellaring it for 10 months has made everything meld and harmonize together, making it a tobacco I really enjoy. Palmetto Balkan, I hope they release again because it's really a fantastic blend. So Riley with the $50 kit, which was very well thought out, and some bonus things there with Folklore and Palmetto Balkan. Yeah. I've not had Folklore, but I've had Palmetto Balkan, and I really liked it. I love Palmetto Balkan. I've not had folklore either. I have an unopened tin of Palmetto Balkan, and I'm so excited. Well, where did we try it at? We got a... I have it. I have it open. That's where I smoked it, so you let me smoke some of yours. Yeah. Um, Mike actually hit me up this week texting me, uh-huh. and he said that him and Ugly Mike <laughs> <laughs> found a of brick and mortar somewhere that had palmetto balkan like still a bunch of it uh-huh and i think he said that ugly mike bought four pounds of holy it holy <laughs> moly i mean i know where i can get some right now yeah but it's brick and mortar prices which is pretty salty i'm sure that's what they were paying Whew. I, I mean i don't know but i, I was like, like holy cow i like guy. it but i don't like it that much i got mine from turbo the guys at turbo 10 oh yeah Got that at the Chicago oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spun yeah. and got that. I had been looking for some, and then I spun and won it, and they just gave me that gigantic tin of it. Yeah. So, thank you, Turbo Tin. Here's a little shout-out for you guys. Go check out Turbo Tin. Good dudes. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Mike. Uh, he, We talked about some whiskey. We talked about some tequila. He said he's going to bring a tequila that he wants us to try. Mike Lady? Yeah. You know, I just want to throw this out to everybody real quick. Uh-huh. Sometimes when they email the uh, Pipes, Sports, and Pals email, uh-huh. you always see it before I do. Uh-huh. And sometimes that makes it like blackout on my email, my phone when I'm checking. So I don't see a lot of people's emails. And I, I used to be better about going specifically to our inbox to look through them. Mm-hmm. So I do apologize for people that I never responded to. Nate's failing, guys. I'm going to try to do better because I didn't see either of these emails. Our arrangement is I spend the money on the podcast. Nate's supposed to be the... <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I spend the money, do the editing. Nate's just supposed to respond to all all media. But you always beat me to it. <laughs> no, we, we actually screwed up this week. Uh, there was an email we didn't respond to. 
from last week. I think you and I both, at least I read it, and I didn't ever respond. I'll get to that here in a second because they responded again. Okay. They sent another email back, and I felt like a real jerk because I saw like, oh, they sent a second email. Super gracious about it. But, I don't know, I felt kind of bad. I'm sorry. It, it's not your fault. Um, Let's see here. That was actually Riley, I think. If I remember right. Yeah. Riley was super gracious. He responded back to the email that he had sent us that we didn't respond to and still gave us his $50 chime in. So, Riley, I know I already apologized to you through email. I, I believe you were the person that we failed to email back. <laughs> if that was you, again, I apologize. Nate will do better. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mike Lading, not ugly Mike, um, said, I'm bringing a bottle of Fortaleza Añejo for you to try. It's one of my one to two favorite tequilas. Uh, one or two favorite tequilas. I don't know what that means. It means this is, this is in top two, right? Yeah. He said, plus my son-in-law, who I'll be staying with, is a true whiskey aficionado. Aficionado. Mm. And I'll see if he'll allow us to sample some truly rare stuff. Ooh. Mike coming out big with the hopes here. I don't need Pappy. I got larceny. Poor man's Pappy. It's Pappy killer. And then Mike added $50. $50. A box of matches, an empty 308 cartridge to tamp and scrape. A pouch of uh, Prince Albert or Carter Hall. And either an acrylic stemmed cob or, if lucky, a Rossi on sale. $50. I know. It was a tough task. It was a very tough task. Tall ask, but um, I think that was all the feedback we got. We didn't get a ton of feedback, but I appreciate those of you guys that reached out and gave us feedback. All valid. I don't. I couldn't argue with any one of those. I don't think. Yeah. And, I mean, and even 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 the estate argument, like, um, what's this? Uh, the guy that sells pipes on Facebook, um, Bishop Bishop Pipes. He has super well cleaned up, restored estate pipes. Oh, yeah. For like 20 bucks. Yeah, he has some really good deals on there Gorgeous sometimes. pipes. Like, there's so many pipes in there. They're usually, like, if they're that cheap, they're usually no-name pipes. But gorgeous. And I can tell you guys, I've ordered multiple pipes off him, and I've never got one that was ghosted. Ever. He does some kind of voodoo to like, him. Yeah. I don't know what he does. Like, some sort of, like, unicorn blood. He does it, yeah, but he cleans them well. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I even asked him. I tried to like poke, poke and prod. Yeah. I was like, how do you get these things so clean? Like, I can't get my estate pipes this clean. He's like, sorry, man, proprietary process. I can't tell you. <laughs> I guess I'll keep giving you my money, man. Here's my money. Give me more pipes. But uh, yeah, check out Bishop Pipes. You can get them for like 20, 30 bucks. That's a good way to go. There was no bad arguments here. There was really no bad, no bad suggestions. Yeah. 50 bucks. It can be done. Yeah. And that's my second list that involved a cob was basically just a cob and then a bunch more. I went with one ounce samples because I figured if I was, if I was just starting out and I wanted to try a bunch of different things, but now a whole, whole different topic for discussion, which we could do at a later time is you're, you are trying to get a friend into pipe smoking. And you are going to dedicate $50 to buy them a kit. That's actually kind of how I looked at this, to, I guess, to begin with. I, you, of course. You, you looked at it appropriately. 
You were inappropriate, like I, always. Yeah. You're always inappropriate. I'm sorry, guys. You're so inappropriate. You failed. I failed. What a failure. I just failed all week. <laughs> Why don't we even try? <laughs> guys, let's let's show Nate some love. Even though he doesn't like Chick-fil-A. We love Nate. I do. Not. I give him a hard time. I'm a bully, but deep down inside, I just love his beard. It's so cute. Oh. And the curly mustache. Got quite the curl going on there, dude. I've been working on this stupid curl. Are you feeling better? Am I making you feel better now? Like boosting your confidence a little bit? I actually got stopped by a cop. Did you? Um, Thursday. No, it was Friday. On my way, I was on my way to pick up my daughter from daycare. Mm. It was her first day at daycare. Um, I was actually early, but <laughs> I got to leave work early. Hold on. Nate was early to something? Yeah. So I left work early and I was heading to the daycare. And I was doing like, it's a 55 uh, Highway 9 going into Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just cruising along at like somewhere between 65 and 70. No traffic. I was just listening to some podcasts, just cruising. State boy got you. I'm coming. There's a certain hill that I, every time I approach, I just let off the gas because you can't see people coming the other way. I've gotten pretty good in my lifetime of being able to pick out cop cars from a, a good distance. So since I can't see ahead, I just let off the gas and usually coast over the hill, which I had done. So um, he did clip me. And as soon as I passed him, I looked in my rear mirror and I saw his turn signal click on and his brakes hit. So I just slowed it down to like 62 and I just kept on going and he caught up to me and pulled me over and walked around and uh he was like how you doing today and i said uh pretty good sir how are you and he was like uh pretty good i uh got you at 69 and 55 back there and i said okay and he said uh he was like where are you heading and i said i'm going to pick up my daughter from daycare it's her first day in daycare and he goes you running late and i go no actually i'm i'm early <laughs> <laughs> and he goes all right license registration so i hand it to him and he goes back to his car. Wasn't gone very long, so he came back up. So I figured he wouldn't give me a ticket, which is awesome. So he comes to my window, and he was like, I'm going to let you go this time. He's like, just slow it down. And he goes, and you win mustache of the year. He goes, that's a fantastic mustache. And I go, thank you, sir. You have a good day. And he was like, you too. And that was it. I was gone. And then you start driving 69 and a 55 again, didn't you? And I just peeled out in front of him. <laughs> thank you, sir. Off, off I go. No. I really did slow down for the rest of the day. <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> My guys give me a hard time because I drive like a grandma. Really? Oh, yeah. Bar none. Best driving record. In the GPS, I have the best rating in the entire company. Nice. I drive like a grandma. Yeah. I haven't had a ticket in... I've ridden with you. Like 13 years. Yeah. Uh, last time I got pulled over was for a seatbelt violation. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm a big guy. I don't wear seatbelts. <laughs> um... But yeah, I follow the law mostly with the exception of seatbelts. I don't usually speed. Nobody drives 55 on 465, except for me, of course. <laughs> and you get your doors blown off. <laughs> I mean, I think the average speed on 465 is 70 miles an hour. Easily. I do Easy. 85 on 465 like, always. Anyway, uh, we got to get going because we're already on an hour in. Oh, man. We still have an hour to go easily. We, we This is going to be our longest episode yet. I'm going to have to cut a bunch out, but... Sorry, guys. Hang with us. It's, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, let's just jump right into what are we drinking? I'm sorry. We're skipping Indiana Nate's Incredible Blend of the Week this week. We can skip it. That's fine. Well, yeah, we've got to. We don't have the time to do that. That's totally fine. Sorry, guys. I know you said. I know I said we're going to have it. We're not having it this week. 
Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Yeah, we don't have a topic next week, so. We do now. We do now. <laughs> all right. So what are you drinking, Indiana Nate? Well, it's all gone, but I uh, <laughs> I had a, uh, a Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. Such a cool can. It is a cool can. I love Voodoo Rangers cans. They have good artwork. They do. Top notch. Uh, anyway, uh, I already said I'm drinking a Coors Light, so. Yeah, I'm drinking that, a. That's our beers, guys. Yep. We had uh, two pipes tonight, so we figured we probably needed to have some refreshment mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. with our mm-hmm. whiskey pour. Yeah. But, so, mm, this one, this whiskey that we're drinking tonight came by recommendation of our beloved Russ. Um, Russ is one of our top fans. He's always, he's, he's in the thick of it, man. Yeah. Always messaging us. He's very interactive with very us. Very interactive. Good dude. Between he and Mike, I swear those are the two most interactive people with our podcast, and they give us lots of valuable feedback and content. Yep. Um, so thank you guys for that. But Russ told us that we really needed to try Wild Turkey Rare Breed. It's a barrel proof, which was kind of intimidating to me because I don't like super high proof whiskeys. Mm-hmm. This is 116.8 proof. That's pretty hot. What? Barrel proof, baby. Holy cow. I misread that earlier. Yeah. 116.8 proof. Wow. I love wild turkey. I've actually only had wild turkey one time before now. Really? Yeah. It's one of the best budget bourbons, in my opinion. That's what I read online, and I was going to buy some, but Benchmark's cheaper. So Benchmark is cheaper, I but didn't. you should also branch out and try things. Um, anyway, Russ recommended that we try Rare Breed. I am a budget bourbon guy. Same. I prefer my things under $40. Rarely, no pun intended on the name, is Rare Breed under $40. I overpaid for this bottle probably by $10, $15, and I paid $60 for it. Okay. But still, that wouldn't get it under the $40 range. I have seen it for $39.99 in the past, but that's not normal. That's like on sale price. You can't find this stuff anywhere right now for some reason. I've been looking for it for probably a month and a half, two months. Yeah. Since Russ suggested it to us. Um, I don't know why. I can find Rare Breed Rye. I can find pretty much everything else from the Wild Turkey line with the exception of Rare Breed. I mean, I've got Long Branch, the Matthew McConaughey collab with uh, Wild Turkey. I've you got- do? Wow. All right, all right, all, all right. All right, all right, all right. It's the only reason I wanted to get this out so I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. Let's do that next week. Okay. Just leave it out here. We'll just leave it here on the desk. We didn't forget to do a picture this week because I reminded Nate to take the pictures before we got alcohol harder system. It's true. Um, I. It was originally my idea to start taking the pictures and posting them. It was, yes. And I was very good about it for... Like two weeks? Oh, come on. <laughs> it was like at least three. <laughs> but uh, I did forget last week. Anyway, I like Wild Turkey a lot. I like the 81 proof. I like the 101 proof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have had a little bit of this. I had like a sample of this Long Branch. I thought it was pretty good. We had the rye at my Christmas party too, the 101 rye. We had the 101 rye at your Christmas party. Um, I have all of the... The whole bourbon line. I don't have any of the rise, I don't think. 
No, I don't have any of the rye. I'm not a huge rye fan. But you got some from me, which yeah. is sweet. Did I give that to you? No, you got some here from me. Oh, too, yes. Okay. You. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy wild turkey for budget bourbons. Like rare breed, from what I understand, is the top of the line for wild turkey. From it's probably why you can't find it. My little bit of research, which isn't much. It's my research basically consists, consists of walking through the liquor aisle at Meyer. Um, and going to Noble Wine and Spirits and Total Wine. <laughs> but this does not feel like 116 proof. No. That's got to be the highest proof in my entire collection. Maybe New Riff single barrels 112. That was my highest prior to Rare Breed. Wow. Well, you got a... Uh... I got Everclear. <laughs> I've got Everclear, but that's not bourbon. That's true. What do you think of this, Indiana Nate? Um, well, immediately on the nose, for as high as the alcohol content is, it surprisingly smells good. Like it smells sweet. Mm -hmm. It's got a good. I just feel so generic sometimes with bourbons when you're describing them because. They all kind of smell caramely, vanilla-y, and sweet. Sure. Um, but I'm flabbergasted at how high the alcohol content is compared to how smooth it is. Yeah. You would think it like light you up at 116 proof. Right. Not the case. Because we're, we are bourbon fans, but we're not aficionados or right. connoisseurs or anything like that. Nothing close. I have a broad bourbon selection but it's a cheap bourbon collection and it's just because I enjoy bourbon. Yeah. I'm not very well acclimated to high proofs. I could sip with this. No problem. No problem. Um, I was nervous when I saw 116. I was like, ah. yeah, that squeak was on purpose. Cause it was kind of intimidating seeing that number. I mean, yeah. mostly what I drink is a hundred or less. Most of my stuff is like 80, 90 proof. Yeah. I usually stick around the eighties and nineties. Um, this is really good. I get the first. So one of the things I did a little bit dribbled on the side of the bottle, you know, wiped it off my hands, rubbed my hands together. Mm -hmm. uh, that burns all the ethanol is pretty much gone at that point, And you're just getting the essence of the actual um, bourbon itself. Okay. You might try that, like take a drop, put it on your hands. Get your, rub your hands till they're hot. And then smell it. Now, you're probably going to smell tobacco because you've been handling tobacco. But prior to that happening, you should rub some on your on your mustache. It's going to be great if I get pulled over later. <laughs> <laughs> Something I do pretty much every time we drink is I always take and like wrap my hand around the bottle and I'll get like excess on my hand. Yeah. And rub it. Or I put it on my neck. I've always, yeah, you usually put it on your neck. Um, but I get I get to pull some notes out of it that way. And I got like, I don't know exactly how to describe it. I got a rugged, manly smell. Ooh, like a musk? No, like a leather. Mm. Like an old leather smell. Not new leather, but like well-worn, broken-in leather. Okay. Um, you know those buttless chaps you have? <laughs> I'm supposed to tell you about buttless. <laughs> Yeah. 
but I got like a I got like a worn leather, um, maybe a little bit of a tobacco smell. Like, now mind you, this was before this was when we first got down here. Before I'd handled anything, before I'd smoked anything. Yeah, um, I got like a kind of like that tobacco-y hint. This is definitely more. Um, it's not as sweet as the other ones we've had. It has more of a rustic undertone to it. I don't know. I don't know if you get that at all. But no, I could see that. I think it's really good. It's it is very different than most of the cheap bourbons I have. It is very different, and it is really really good. I don't know what the age statement is. I I don't know if it even has thing that I enjoy about bourbons. No age statement. Is I enjoy drinking them. Like, yeah. I enjoy sipping on them. I enjoy having a couple of glasses. This one's a bit too strong for that. Okay. Like, I feel like if I couldn't I couldn't have like the normal amount that I would drink and okay. be okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um I mean, when you think about it, it's basically one and a half times right. the alcohol content than a normal 80 proof would be. Right. So it, and I'm, I'm the same way about craft beers. I love craft beers. I love IPAs. But my biggest qualm with them is that the alcohol content is too high in them. Like mm-hmm. I, I like to drink beer because I like the flavor. I like the taste. I don't want to get buzzed and drunk. So if I have like three or four IPAs, I'm going to have a little bit of a buzz going on. Mm-hmm. If I have three or four Miller Lights, I'm right as a male. You know what I mean? I'm good. That's fair. So in this situation, like normally I'll have, I mean, I think my first pour is like a finger and the second pour is another finger. And honestly, I'm, I'm feeling it a little more than I normally would. Okay. So we need to go longer in this episode so you can drive home. I mean, I'm not, I would not, <laughs> I in no way would consider myself drunk and even at that, I don't ever feel comfortable driving if I'm buzzed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess what I'm getting at is I could see this being dangerous because it is so smooth and it is a really, really good whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's a delicious bourbon. This is actually, of the ones we've had lately, probably one of my favorites. I agree. It's it, really good. It is really good. I mean, coming from from two guys that like really love Benchmark. It's no it, top floor. It's Yeah, it's no but, Benchmark top floor. I'm just <laughs> This is way better. For sure. Now, if you said, I'll give you 60 bucks to spend on whiskey, I get to choose between a bottle of this or four bottles of Benchmark Top Floor. I'm buying four bottles of Benchmark Top Floor. All day. <laughs> All day. I actually went and bought two more bottles of it this week. Really? Because you and I put a pretty good dent in that bottle last yeah. week. <laughs> we did. We went through over half that bottle. It's easy so, to do when it goes down that smooth. Yeah. Um, I can't afford to buy four bottles of this. Yeah. So definitely one of those sipping whiskeys. We need to get that chocolate pretty quick. <laughs> Let's do it. Get yourself some chocolate. Mm, chocolatey. Have we had that one yet? <laughs> I don't think so. I'll let you have that one. Once again, amazing. You know, it it brings out the cherry. I've heard people talk about you get like a cherry flavor from bourbon sometimes. Okay. I get that. 
I didn't get any cherry on this until you said until the chocolate. And I definitely get that. There was like a fruity flavor that came out. Yeah. But it also accentuated those manly notes I was talking about earlier. The rustic. Yeah, it was almost like a chocolate covered cherry that had been kept in a leather pouch for 20 years. <laughs> like <laughs> that was so specific. <laughs> but delicious. Really, really good. That was really good. What does your Dove chocolate <clears throat> packaging say, Nate? This one says from Michelle F. in Florida. Smiles are free, so share them. I opened this wrapper after one of my midnight guilt chocolate <laughs> binge things you know uh, uh-huh. yeah i came down here one night i was like i gotta get some chocolate yeah yeah so i came down yeah i've cleaned that jar out dude i need to replenish it um but i opened this one this is like a fortune cookie man this is like a fortune cookie okay brie m from michigan said book the flight Ayo. <laughs> i bet she's from detroit <laughs> That's that Detroit attitude. That's that Detroit attitude. No looking back. No looking back. <laughs> Don't ask permission. Just book the flight. What are we smoking? We already, wait, we already told them what we're smoking. We're smoking Loch Ness, right? It is Loch Ness from Drucker and Sons. You might be asking yourself, what is Loch Ness from Drucker and Sons? And I'm going to tell you right now. Tell us what it is. It is artfully developed by Gregory Peace. Loch Ness is a Scottish-style crumble plug mixture comprising ribbons of small leaf oriental, smoky Cypriot Latakia, and rare Louisiana Perique. Elevated by bright lemon and matured red Virginia tobaccos, once blended, this loose mixture is pressed and aged in cakes to meld flavors, then cut into plugs, combining the flavor, enhancing benefits of the pressing process with an easy, straightforward preparation for the pipe. It is, obviously the brand is Drucker & Sons. DNS. It is manufactured by Cornell & Deal, as they all are. Mm-hmm. And this one was blended, as they all are, by Gregory Legend Peace. Gregory Legend Peace. Yep. You think there's a T in there for the? Nope. Just legend. GTL piece. It's an English blend comprised of Latakia, Oriental Turkish, Perique, and Virginia. I definitely get the Orientals. Yep. It's Oriental forward for sure. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge win for me. Um, I can really taste... Excuse me. I'm really getting the sweetness of the Virginias in this one. I'm getting a little bit of sweet, a little bit of grass. Mm-hmm. Um, a hint of like a lemon zest. Yeah. Like tiny, tiny, like if you put a little sprinkle of lemon zest in a gallon of water. Yeah. Like a faint mm-hmm. lemon zest. But it's definitely there. Like... If they made a lemon zest LaCroix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, man, again, it's so freaking well blended. It is. It's, there's no harsh edges at all. Like, I'm not a huge Oriental Forward fan. But this is like creamy. Like, okay. It just clicked for me what this what this tastes like. Cream of wheat. Really? You've read cream of wheat? Nope. You know what cream of wheat is? I do. Yeah. So cream of wheat is kind of um, grainy, but there's like a blandness to it, like a plainness. Yeah. Then there's also like a hint of sweetness there. And this has like a, this has a, this is a poor choice for describing how good something tastes, but it has a blandness to it. Okay. I don't mean that in a negative term. There, there is a blankness in those Orientals and there's a finish with the Virginias and like a, a, a creamy non-salted butteriness. You ever had, some, have you ever, you ever had non-salted butter? Oh yeah. Not good. <laughs> In terms of butter. Non-salted butter is like the redheaded stepchild of butter. Mm. Anybody that wants butter wants salty butter, right? It's part of what makes butter butter. Okay. Not with you, are you? Honestly, I've, I've had them both and I, didn't really notice it tastes difference. completely different. Like non-salted butter is just like bland cream. Salted butter is cream with salt in it. Mm. That's what gives you that like stereotypical, like savory, salty, buttery taste is the salt. Now remove the salt from the butter and you just have like the creaminess, right? Yeah. Because butter is just the fat, the cream from the milk. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking your language, am I? <laughs> I feel like we should have a butter taste test. A butter taste test? Yeah, that I, sounds awful. I just want to try salted butter and unsalted butter so I can figure out the difference. And then margarine. Ugh. You know, margarine is one molecule away from being plastic. That means nothing, though. It's true. It does mean one, nothing. One molecule. Carbon monoxide is one molecule away from being carbon dioxide, but one makes your pop fizzy and one kills you. Like... That's true. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Heard, I don't like margarine, but I've heard people say that before. They're like, it's one molecule from plastic. And I was like, yeah, it's a polymer. A polymer just means it's many of that same molecule. Right? Yeah. You're the scientist. I'm not. You're a scientist. Come on. <laughs> don't you like look for molecules and stuff in blood and urine? No, you actually can't really see molecules. Oh. Um, I, I look at cells. Um, cells are made up of molecules. Cells are made up of atoms, I guess. Yeah. And atoms are made up of molecules, right? Molecules are made up of atoms, but yeah. Molecules are made up of atoms. Like you can have oxygen atom and two hydrogen atoms to make up the molecule of water. See, I, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. I might be wrong, too. I mean... I don't know. I think that margarine is disgusting. I agree with you. 
And I think it, was, it tastes like plastic. It was originally created as turkey food. Makes sense. And it was killing turkeys. So let's give it to humans. <laughs> that was basically, <laughs> they have all this money invested. They're like, this is killing the turkeys. What are we going to do with this? Someone's like, it kind of tastes like butter. <laughs> Great. Let's just put it in tubs and sell it as butter. They were like, Fred, this is killing turkeys. Why are you eating it? <laughs> He's like, it just looked like butter. I wanted to try it. It, it does taste like butter. Our friend's like onto something. <laughs> Tastes like butter, easier to spread. What if we put a blue bonnet on it? There you go. There we go. Everything's better with blue bonnet on it. That's right. Yeah. I can't believe it's not butter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're terrible. Anyway. What a crock. <laughs> <laughs> at least I didn't have anything to drink in my mouth at that time. <laughs> uh, are we done with the butter? I feel uh, like with the you. margarine puns. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because <laughs> if I start saying what I'm going to say again, and you, you <laughs> I feel good about it. Do you feel good about it? Yeah. Are you done? I am. For someone that doesn't like dad jokes, you sure just <laughs> threw out several. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we were talking about what this tastes like. And basically, I insulted Gregory Legend Peace by saying this tastes bland. It tastes like unsalted butter, which tastes like nothing terrible ways of describing it where i was getting at is this has a has a without being negative about it it has a plainness to it okay right uh it's smooth it is creamy it is not harsh in any way i don't typically love orientals but i like this yeah it's oriental forward yeah but it's very um, moderately oriental. I, I don't know how else to word that. They orientals kind of have this. Um, it's not overwhelming with that flavor that orientals yes, bring. Yes, you're right. That's what I'm trying. I guess that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um. So it's oriental forward, but it's not overwhelming. This has got. You said bright red Virginias in it as well. Yeah. So that would explain where I'm getting like the grassy hay and a little bit of a citrus from yeah and the sweetness what else is in this it says that it has small leaf oriental smoky cypriot latakia rare louisiana perique elevated by bright lemon and matured virginia so lemon okay. virginia i'm not really getting the perique in this at all i've had a couple of uh a couple of, of puffs that i thought I got a little bit of a pepperiness, but it was like in the middle. Okay. Um, I've not got that at all. But it It's one of those things that I kind of got to hunt for. Also, the Latakia isn't really mm. forward. It's kind of, I've picked it up a couple times in the middle as well. For me, it's like the Orientals are hitting up front. I'm getting Oriental Virginia. That's all I'm getting. Orientals up front and Virginia at the end. And in the middle... I'm getting a little bit of the Latakia, and like I said, a couple of times I got a little bit of the Perique. I'm getting a little bit of the Latakia in like a slight perfumey sense, and it's mostly on the nose. I'm not really getting it on the mouth taste, on the taste of it. Um, really, well, all I'm getting is I'm getting that creamy, buttery nature of the Orientals, and I'm getting the grassy, sweet, and sweet from the Virginias. It's pretty much all I'm pulling out of this. It is good though. Super good. What are you smoking out of? 
I'm smoking it out of a Nording 310 from, I think you said this is from their Valhalla series? Yeah. I got this from Nate. Uh, I think you got this as a state pipe. I did. And you cleaned it all up and you were like, I don't want this. I did. And so I was like, I want it because it's a sharp looking pipe. Honestly, I think I, I, I spent literally hours cleaning that pipe. And fantastic job. I never smoked it once. Not like Bishop pipes swell, but right. Obviously that's impossible. That's like a, that's a standard with which you can just can't compete. Right. But I think, I think I had a couple of pipes that I was talking about getting rid of. And you were like, I might have some tobacco. I would trade you. Mm. So I just brought every to- like pipe. I thought you might have an interest in and got tobacco for it. I think I remember that. I, I, I am a sucker for multiple pipes. Yeah. You're also a sucker for multiple tobaccos. What? All right. Well, I feel like I'm getting attacked now. <laughs> so I think now would be a good time to talk about what you're smoking out of. Well, um, I've smoked this on here a couple of times, but it is one of my favorites. Actually, I got it at Mule Town last year. You did. Uh, it is the long-stemmed Devil Ants from uh, Briarworks. I call that one your white lightning. The old moonshine. It's uh, It's got a beautiful finish on it here. It's kind of like an auburn kind of a color. Kind of like a reddish brown. Yeah, I'd say so. And it literally, to me, looks like a meatball. With a stem sticking out of it. It does kind of look like a meatball. Like if my grandma, if I had a grandma that was Italian, and she spit, she made a spicy meatballs. Yeah. And like fried them so they were browned all over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Now I kind of want spaghetti. Now I kind of want an Italian grandma. <laughs> but no, God gave me a Polish grandma. Pierogi. Pierogies. My grandma don't make nothing like that. Anyway. She, she don't cook anything Polish except for Cabbage rolls. Love those. <laughs> I love cabbage <laughs> rolls. But this is a, <laughs> a long stem devil ants. The stem itself is white and it's got the little black lightning strike on it, which is uh, quite fetching in my opinion. It is quite fetching. So I, I just love that white stem with the... I do too. With the lightning bolt. It's actually the whole reason I bought this pipe. It's very moonshiny. It is. White lightning. Very moonshiny. Uh, Russ just messaged us. Okay. He uh, has a uh, picture of his whiskey that he's currently drinking. 14-year-old Schoonover uncut and unfiltered straight bourbon whiskey, single barrel. Uh, I can't read much more. It looks like it says very rare cask strength, yada, yada, yada. It is in a very handsome Glencairn glass. Not like our uncivilized rocks glasses we're drinking neat pours out of. Mm. But he said, first glass poured. Then we'll have the chocolate with the second. If it goes well, I will try the varying percentage cocoa chocolates from Lint. We'll then see if the richness of the chocolate has a bearing on the experience. He's going very sciencey about this. Yeah, and those Lint chocolatiers know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. Uh, then try mixing, matching percentages of cocos with different proofs. That's... Look at you, Russ. He went from he didn't want to try that to... Going all sciencey about really it. Really going hardcore on it. Yeah, I mean, like, this is... And what's crazy is, like, 
I did tell Russ this week that he's kind of an old man. Yeah. Um, he has like the old, he have he has like the quintessential old man jobs. He, uh, without getting into too much details, he works at a gun shop mm. and also at a golf course. Yeah. Those are two very old man jobs. Those are very old man jobs. I can't think of any, I can't think of any jobs that are more old man, maybe a barber shop or a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> Those are all old greeter guys. at Walmart, barber shop. Um, what else could we go old man with? Oh, uh, a, a coin gold silver buying place. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are always old. A medical courier. Medical. You, you hate that guy. They're all old. <laughs> but I, I do hate Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all because Bob called Nate fat one time. More than once. <laughs> oh, Nate has a list a hit list and Bob is in the top of it. He's up there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think about him every day, but not every day I do. <laughs> All right. We got to cover anything else. No, I feel pretty good about what we've done. We have, this is going to be our longest episode by far. Yeah, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> well, this is the longest episode. We got to cut this off. Yeah. Let's uh, go. You got anything else? No, I, I feel good, man. No, we've, we've covered a lot. We covered whiskey. We covered beer. We covered, uh, we tried to cover two blends, but we didn't even, we barely got through the first. We didn't rate this um, quickly. I give it a 6.5. 6.5. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7. You would. That's it for the the Drucker and Son blends, yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. We're moving on to G&H. Uh, G&H. and Hogarth. Yeah. Whole bunch we of them. We got a whole bunch of them here. We got, I think, Nine different ones, maybe eight different ones, seven different ones. Something Jiminy like that. Christmas. Yeah. Mike's just got us swimming in tobacco. Anyway, join us next week when we talk about Wild Turkey Long Branch and whatever G&H blend we decide. It's going to be a good time. Maybe we won't even start a G&H. Maybe we'll take a break for one week and do something different. Slight pause. Slight pause. We'll see. All I know is you guys have listened to us long enough. You guys have a great night. Thanks. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>